Hey everyone, welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise. It is a new month. Yes, We it are is. officially in April. I'm just going to say it. It's my favorite month. Is because it? it's springtime, but Yay. also Easter. <laughs> and your birthday. My birthday happens to be <laughs> on Easter this month, just so that everyone knows. Um, I do accept <laughs> gifts, but no, we are actually jumping into a new topic this month. Mm-hmm. And we've really been covering a lot this year so far. We talked a lot about boundaries. We've talked about safe people and safe relationships. And this month we're moving into a new topic and we're going to be covering, Mm -hmm. I think, what is a very, very important topic and one that really affects all of us, but sometimes we're not even aware of it. And it's the topic of shame. And we're going to cover a lot. We're going to talk about what it is, how to recognize it, how to recognize it in your own life, but also maybe in people that you're working with or that you're helping. But then when it is recognized, what you actually do with it, Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you help people who are um, really struggling with shame and how do you deal with that in your own life? And so we're going to really be covering quite a bit this month. And I really feel like shame is one of those words that everybody's heard of. Mm -hmm. Everybody kind of has an idea of what it is, but I think that it's, it's harder to recognize. It's harder to really know what it looks like in our lives and in other people's lives. And then definitely what in the world you do with it when it is recognized. So we're going to really be jumping into this topic and sharing a lot of our own thoughts and things that we've learned in our lives and in people that we've helped. But we're also really going to be pulling a lot from some authors and some people who've done a lot of study in this specific area. I think probably today, one of the most well-known people who've done a lot of of study and work in this topic is Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. She's fabulous, wonderful. I just love a lot that she's put out there and a lot of her study. I mean, she spent years studying the topic of shame. I think like 10 or 12 yeah, years. It's, like it's crazy. Like time. has a PhD in shame. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> but like really Something has, like I mean, she's done so much of her life work on this specific mm-hmm. topic. And so um, she's got a lot of great things out there. We're going to be pulling specifically from a couple of books of hers. One of them is, um, I thought it was just me, but it isn't. And the subtitle of that is making the journey from what will people think to I am enough. Mm -hmm. And then another one of her books that has been something actually that I've been reading through personally um, is called The Gifts of Imperfection. And she talks a lot about shame and just that the role of that in our lives. We're going to be pulling from that. We're also going to be pulling some from a book by John Bradshaw called Healing the Shame That Binds You. And then I have a few little tidbits from a book that I read a couple of years back um, called The Gifts of Imperfection. I mean, nope, that's Bernays. Mm -hmm. Voice of the Heart, sorry, um, by Chip Dodd. He um, talks about shame in a very interesting way, a way that I'd never heard of before. Um, So we're going to pull just a little bit from all of those different people and their books and um, then throw a lot of just kind of what we've all learned. So excited to jump into this. And you said it, Mel, but I want to reiterate, I think we've been talking about doing a month Mm -hmm. of podcasts on shame since really last year. And I think it's one of those topics. I mean, even as a counselor, as we were researching and putting this stuff together, I was like, Lord, it's like shame. I get it and Mm -hmm. I can recognize it. But to really put it into words and explain it and have some dialogue on it, it's just not one of those easy things to feel like you can wrap your mind around it. So I'm really prayerful that as we talk this through, it's going to be helpful not only to our listeners, but also to us as Mm -hmm, well. So, mm -hmm. so let's kind of kick off with a good old Webster's dictionary (laughs) definition. Mm -hmm. That's where you always start when you have these conversations. (laughs) So Webster's dictionary defines shame 
as this. It's a feeling of guilt, regret, or sadness that you have because you know you've done something wrong. It's the ability to feel guilt, regret, or embarrassment, dishonor, or disgrace, a condition of humiliation, disgrace, or disrepute. 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 Repute. <laughs> that word. <laughs> So really, both of the authors that we're going to be referencing over the next couple of weeks agree that shame is a very difficult thing to define. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that it's not us that's struggling with that. I mean, these are people, like you said, that have researched this for ever and ever and ever. And it's one of those areas that all of us have heard of. All of us probably have at some level or another in our lives, but to really define it and wrap our heads around it can be difficult. Mm -hmm. And so we're really going to spend some time making sure that we come down to an understanding of what it looks like today. So really making sure that we get a good definition of what shame is. And sometimes we can get that definition confused with other similar experiences, such as guilt, embarrassment, humiliation. Mm -hmm. Um, But really shame, and the authors talk about this a lot, is really the most significant of the four. Like it's one of those things that... The best way that I've ever defined shame, especially in counseling situations, is that shame isn't just a feeling. What happens with shame is that I make a mistake or a situation happens, and it's not just a standalone situation. It then becomes part of who I am. Mm -hmm. And so I can feel humiliated or embarrassed, but shame is more than just a feeling. It becomes more of an identity issue, and it causes us to believe certain things about ourselves that are not true. And so Brene Brown also defines shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of acceptance and belonging. So she shares a ton of experiences in her book um, from different individuals that define shame through their experience. So such as a mother being hateful about, you know, their weight gain, um, whether it's stories of molestation or abuse, the shame attached to a child that is addicted to drugs or alcohol. Like these are scenarios and situations that people walk through and experience, but it's not just an emotion. It becomes something that causes them to feel unworthy or not good enough or those parts that are actually identity related. Mm -hmm. And so really that's what we're talking about over the next couple of weeks is that place of shame that impacts the way actually we see ourselves yeah. and how that then ripple effects out into the rest of our world. Yeah, it's 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 a lot deeper than just kind of a fleeting emotion. Yeah. Although I will say that I've heard people who have defined it as just another one of the emotions, but others who would define it as something that's really like deep down yeah. in the roots of who you are and how you really see yourself. So even in that way, I feel like there's so many different mm-hmm. uh, perspectives and definitions of what it is. And I was just even thinking as you were talking about how shame is one of those words, I think that we kind of just throw around just like the word love, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love, love tacos, tacos, <laughs> and I love my mom and I love my husband and I right. love my dog. Like these are all very different. And so I feel like shame, you know, you even just hear phrases like, well, shame on you. And I feel so ashamed. And like, I think it's just a flippant word that's used. But like you said, whenever we have to actually put definition around it, it's like, oh, yeah, I actually have no idea what that means. And so it's interesting because Brene Brown in a lot of her work, she really defines shame in her research as as something that's that's solely a negative thing. Mm -hmm. That's a it's a it's a bad thing. It's something that we all want to rid ourselves of in our lives as much as possible. While John Bradshaw in his book. Healing the Shame That Binds You, and then the other book that I mentioned, Voice of the Heart, Chip Mm -hmm. Dodd, they talk about shame um, as something that can be a healthy thing for someone to experience and to to feel, 
But at the end of the day, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week. We're going to talk more about that healthy side that they've brought up, which is really interesting. Definitely something I had never heard of before. Uh But I would say that across the board, every one of these authors and people that have studied, I've never heard anybody say that shame is only healthy. Right. I think there's all of them agree that there is a toxic level. There is an experience of shame that is that is bad and has a really bad impact on a, a lot of your life mm-hmm. that it can really carry through into different areas. And so we're going to kind of talk more about that positive bent that some people have discussed next week. But today we're going to talk a little bit more of, of, you know, the toxic level of shame that all of them discuss in their work. And I think that as as it goes with most different issues in our life, like if you just pay attention to the things that you say, either out of your mouth or just the thoughts that run through your head, mm-hmm. it can really give you a good indicator of what you believe about yourself. And so... You know, just some of the different thoughts and beliefs that can come along with a toxic level of shame are things like, you know, these are things that you've kind of just mentioned, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a failure. I'm not important. I'm unlovable. I'm a bad person. I'm defective. I'm unworthy of, of love or, or good things or relationships or whatever that might be. And when you look at those things, it's all, as you said, it's tied to what you do and it's mm-hmm. an action that you maybe have taken or actions that you've taken but it goes way deeper than those actions and it goes down to who you are right. so you know a lot of people have, have said this or heard this before but that's really the difference between shame and guilt because guilt says I did something bad mm-hmm. shame says I am bad and that you know, honestly, the effect of guilt is often a positive one. Right. It's a positive thing of change. But the effect of shame is is very rarely a positive thing. It really, it, what it can do is actually like corrode that thing inside of us that says, I can change. Mm-hmm. Because if I believe at my core that I am a bad person, well, then I can't change. Oh, that's right. And so the effects of shame, in a toxic level of shame, mm-hmm. um, is not going to be a good thing. But guilt healthy guilt is something where I, I I did something that it was that it's bad and I want to change that I want to grow in that area or whatever it might be and so I really think it's when they talk about that toxic level of shame it's taking something I did and it's going down to the core of my identity and right. who I am and I am a bad person I am defective um, and so that's really kind of where they take that idea of toxic shame yeah and when you look at shame it, it'd be one thing if if me as a person carried shame and it only impacted me. But the problem is when you are working with or you are someone that carries shame, especially at a toxic level, it doesn't just stay within you. Mm -hmm. We all know that. It begins to spill out into relationships and into work environments and into your decisions and into all of these different things because it's not just a choice or a situation that even happened to me. If I'm abused as a kid, I can still carry a ton of shame when it wasn't a choice that I made. But I take that on as who I am and it impacts my identity, which then impacts my relationships and my choices and future. And so it's understanding that shame is such a significant thing, but also looking at the root of that and understanding what are some of those other difficult things that can be attached to it. Mm -hmm. And so how can that then manifest in our lives when really the root is shame? But some of those things that we can kind of see is we often talk about the branches on the tree that we often kind of go after without really realizing, wow, what is the root of this? Some of those could include perfectionism, addiction. Um, Low self-esteem is a huge one. People-pleasing, guilt, fear, um, control is a massive one when you're dealing with shame. Codependency, 
even superiority at times like that, even being a bully or mm-hmm. feeling like you are better than people because it's such a mask and a cover up for that shame that is really ingrained. Yeah. Um, even just those areas of anxiety. And so it's understanding. And I think even especially for our listeners that are helpers, it's recognizing, OK, what is really at the root of some of these behaviors and things that I'm play- that I see playing out in my life or the people that I'm helping, especially when you're dealing with, I think one of the craziest ones is when you're dealing with someone who is more of that that superiority and arrogant and prideful, we don't necessarily fully go, oh gosh, this could actually be rooted in shame because it's almost the Mm -hmm. opposite game. You wouldn't think looking at this person in the way that they present, they actually have a lot of shame. But when you really start to get into their story and recognize what's going on, you begin to see, oh my gosh, they've picked up these behaviors and picked up these ways of dealing in order to cover and to feel good enough because they, at the core of who they are, do not believe that they're good. They don't understand that there's worthiness. They don't understand their identity in Christ. So they've picked up all these ways to manage and to cope. Mm-hmm. And so to really understand that shame is something that's so resonant inside of us, but it really does come out and impact so many things. Mm-hmm. And so the more we can acknowledge it and deal with it, the more free that we're going to be, yeah. which is so exciting. Well, I mean, anybody who's been around Mercy for long or heard mm-hmm. our podcasts, as you said, has heard us talk about that analogy of the, the tree and the, um, the branches and external behaviors of our lives being fed by a root system that is really where the brokenness is. And so, I don't know, I would even just be interested to know from you, to me, it seems like shame and worthiness go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. I know that that's a big thing with Brene Brown and a lot of her work. She ties those so closely that shame is basically the idea that I am unworthy Mm -hmm. and that there's a real question about my worthiness. So to me, worthiness, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that is at the root of almost every person's issues at some level or another. I, as a counselor, I'd be interested to know if you would agree with that, if you feel like worthiness seems to be at a, a core struggle for yes. just about every human life. Absolutely. And I will even say, personally, as we've been working through these mm-hmm. these podcasts, Mel, just even recently, the Lord's been like, hey, Jen, you know, often when you're working through something and oh, you're preparing, yeah. you know, you hear everybody about that, this you know, stuff. right. Yeah. I'm working on this area for my, you know, whatever. And uh-huh. suddenly the Lord's like tapping you on the shoulder going, hey, I literally, the other night, the Lord's been speaking to me probably about three or four months about this area of my life. He's like, there's some shame attached to this Mm -hmm. and we need to. So it made me laugh when we were like, let's do some podcasts. So the Lord and I sat down and he literally labeled it to me the other night. He goes, we're going to go on a shame hunt. And I was like, okay, Lord, what does that mean? He goes, there's little bits of shame that have been attached to different situations that I have previously prayed through and gotten counseling for or worked through. He said, but there's still some shame attached to Mm. those things that I want to go on a hunt for and spend some time praying through. And Mm. so I will tell you two hours of prayer the other night, all of these situations that the Lord began to show me, he goes, you have worked through so much of the unworthiness in your life, but it was actually rooted in a deeper level of shame. Hmm. And so as much as I've overcome some of those things personally in my own story, he began to show me the reason some of those things were still linked in is because there was still remnants of shame attached to some of those memories or choices or situations or things that I walk through. And so as we prayed that stuff through, there was a whole different level of freedom that came that did raise my awareness of my worthiness in him, but also because that shame was 
just dealt with, there were different levels of just understanding of who I am in Christ. And so I just laugh because, you know, these are never just, hey, we're going to give you this really cool information. And <laughs> we totally <laughs> mastered this. Yes. So we want to educate you yes, all. Yes, uh-huh. we are awesome. No, that's just not the case. Yeah. But to answer your question, I think for me, that, that was a revelation the other night of like, I've been so aware of that unworthiness yes. thing in my life for a variety of reasons of things I've walked through. And the Lord was like, yes, but even deeper yeah. is the shame. Yep. And that that unworthiness is what attaches to that. Yep. And so when we stop at just the unworthiness, there still may be some remnants of shame that mm-hmm. are hanging out. But that is that is the deepest level and layer, at least as far as I know. Yeah. In three months, he may go, hey, there's a little... <laughs> But as far as I know, I've gone as deep as I can with those things. So we'll see. Well, I feel like we're feeling unworthy is something that is a little bit easier for people to recognize Mm -hmm. in their life. Like sometimes it's just you're just going about life and you don't even realize there's unworthiness at work. But if somebody's asks or presses in, I feel like a lot of people could recognize that playing out in their life. But the shame part, I feel like that's one of those things that it's like a God revelation. Like you said, what happened with you? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's where he like reveals and opens your eyes to things where shame is attached. Because I don't know that we easily see that at work in our lives. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I I feel like it's not something that anybody naturally thinks like, oh yeah, I've got shame issues in my life. And there were things he brought up, Mel, that I was like, A, I forgot that that even happened. Mm -hmm. And B, I would have never in my own humanity of attached shame to that. But as Mm -hmm. soon as he broke it open, I was like, oh, no wonder. Mm -hmm. Oh, no wonder that's then led into these other areas or issues or struggles or lies or whatever it may be. But then it's like the domino effect happens and you're like, wow, there's this revelation that comes. There's no way. A, I was avoiding it for a couple months. And B, when I finally went there, it wasn't something I could have ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is just that place of, you know, we talk about that key of healing life's hurts. It's really allowing the Lord to come in and give his perspective that we can't create on our own. Yeah. It's got to be Holy Spirit breathed. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I think that is a great way for us to kind of wrap up today because we've just talked a little bit. What we really wanted to cover today was just a good yep. old definition of what it is, which clearly we gave a few <laughs> because there are lots of different ideas of it. But I think we got our minds somewhat wrapped around this idea of what toxic shame looks like mm-hmm. in our lives and how that can play out in such a very, very negative way for us, for our relationships. And man, I just would encourage anybody who's listening today, whether or not you are maybe kind of in more of a helping role, a pastor, a leader, or if you're like, I'm listening to this because I know I need some help myself, whatever, wherever you fall in that spectrum, man, I encourage you to dig into this level in your own Mm -hmm. life personally, because like we said, I think shame is not something that we just quickly, easily identify in our lives. But I do think that we can identify, you know, you you gave a list of some of the things that how shame manifests in our lives. I mean, I think perfectionism was one of the first things you said. And I was like, oh man, here we go. That's my thing. (laughs) Dang it. It's always been my thing, you know, but that fear, people pleasing, anxiety, those, all those different things. A lot of time there's a root of shame in there. And so it's kind of digging, it's going into those roots. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, like those are the branches. Those are the things that are kind of easier for us to recognize. And then it's almost sometimes even easy for us to recognize, well, I believe the lie that I'm not worthy and I have to work for my worthiness. I have to earn it. I have to, as I think Brene Brown says, hustle for it. I have Mm -hmm. to hustle for my worthiness. And I'm like, yep, I do feel that. I feel that lie um, at work in my life. But then one step further, one step deeper. Okay. Is there shame here? Is there shame attached to this? And so I just encourage you, if you're listening, that if any of this connects with you or Mm -hmm. even thinks that it could connect with you, that to man, keep keep digging into this and praying through those things and asking the Lord for him to reveal those areas of shame, to direct you in how to 
to let him speak into those things and to heal those things. And I would encourage you to absolutely check out some of these books that we've mentioned. We're going to keep unpacking some things from these books over the next few weeks. And I just feel like there's so so much that's good in these. And I feel like they've been a personal challenge for me. But I, I think it's fair to say that this is a topic and an issue that affects every last one of us at varying degrees. I mean, if you just look at the Garden of Eden, what was the first thing that was said about Adam and Eve after they ate the fruit? They were ashamed. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is it is kind of a sickness of humanity, this side of heaven that we all, we all buy into at some level. And so I think it's just a really great thing for us to all dig into. Again, I'll just say The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. I thought it was just me, but it isn't by Brene Brown. Healing the Shame That Binds You, John Bradshaw. Um, I think those are some great references. And then Voice of the Heart by Chip Dodd has a small section on shame mm-hmm. in it. But uh, I think that's kind of the best way to wrap up today. Well, Mel, as we get ready to wrap up, we do also want to make sure that our listeners are aware of our next freedom experience that yes. is coming up here in just a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Is it the 21st, 22nd? 21st and 22nd. In Delaware, yeah. actually. So all of our Never listeners... Been to Delaware. I know, how fun. <laughs> all of our listeners who are out in the East Coast or... Heck, if you're in the West Coast and just want to fly out and join us, it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. And actually, it's important that everyone knows that tomorrow, April 7th, the early bird rate ends. And so if it's something that you're interested in coming along to, the Freedom Experience is such a cool time of just really walking through all of our keys, giving time for people to learn about them, but also put them to work. It's just a really, really Mm -hmm. special event. Mm -hmm. We've seen such cool things come back from it. And so if it's something that you're interested in or want more information, you can go to mercymultiply.com slash Freedom Experience and check that all out. So next week, we are going to start turning the page a little and talking through more about that whole concept of the fact that shame could actually be a positive, healthy Mm -hmm. thing to some degree, the non-toxic kind. And so I'm interested to have this conversation because I think Mel and I have talked in the past... I think so often we see shame as a negative thing. And so to really maybe look at how it could actually be a positive factor, I think it'll be an interesting time. So we hope that you will join us then. 